This is the Grounded Awakenings Podcast. Conversations connecting science and intuition. Real life lessons from real people. Real professionals who have had experiences that help them awaken to the truth of what they need and what is needed to thrive in their profession. These conversations help us evolve and awaken to what we need to be grounded yet spiritually awakened in life, in parenting, in education, in healthcare, and in the way we interact with the world around us. We hope by helping people connect with their mind, body, and spirit one conscious conversation at a time, there will be a ripple change. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. Excited to be here. Welcome to the Grounded Awakening podcast. I'm really excited today to have Lindsay Pearson with me. Um, and with that, I want to bring in Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hello. How are you? I am well. Welcome to the Grounded Awakening podcast. Um, my passion and purpose is really helping people to find calm in the chaos and really connect to their messages of their mind, their body and the spirit. So they can really make the best decisions for them, not just themselves, but for their families. So I'm so psyched to have you here. I was reading your bio. So Lindsay Pearson um, was a former publicist for the NBA. That's so cool. I can't wait to hear about that, but <laughs> that you learned what stress is and I can't wait to hear about how you transition from that to what you do now, but you are the founder of Do You Mindfully, a female-owned corporate wellness company based in New York City. Um, that's where I'm from uh, originally. And you launched that in 2015, and you use mindfulness, yoga, and other time-tested practices to help reduce stress, increase resilience, cultivate more engagement, presence, and excitement in clients' lives. That's amazing. The, this approach is evidence-based and relatable with a heavy dose of humor. Love humor. <laughs> Lindsay has worked with the Department of Education, Lexis, Nexus, uh, Deutsch Advertising, as well as busy parents and anxious teenagers. That is definitely my, my niche as well. Um, <laughs> so you are a 200-hour um, certified Kripalu Yoga Ayurvedic Association, um, yoga for Cancer trained teacher. You're a certified mindfulness facilitator, mindfulness leader. You're the author of The Distracted Detox, a self-care workbook. I can't wait to talk about this. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you. And I was listening uh, to all of the, the background that you gave. And wow, what, a, what an incredible journey you've been on. So we'll, we'll have to have a separate conversation about that, but I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. It's pretty incredible how our journeys, and I really, it's funny because when I think about the, everything that people have been through, all the different things, I myself have experienced burnout. I mean, was on the verge of burnout as what I call a warrior mom from being a mm. mom and dealing with those things. But I, even as a nurse, as a critical care nurse, I remember being very burned out. And this is something that so many healthcare providers are facing right now. So many mm -hmm. educators are facing right now because you get to this point where it's just like, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. But so often we forget to give to ourselves. We forget mm. to kind of take those pauses. I'd love to hear what led you to where you are today. Like, how did you get here? I got my dream job. I wanted to be Samantha from Sex in the City, right? And I got that dream job as a publicist and uh, yeah, crashed and burned. You talk about burnout. It was just a 24 seven job yeah. and I did not have the skills to manage. My, my skill set was drink a bottle or two of wine every yeah. night. So that's yeah. not, <laughs> that's not a plan. Not a skill. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it was just a real fast track. Uh, I actually got fired from that job uh, 12 years ago this month. I, I remember it well. And, and I'm so grateful because it led me to this job. And, and that was the origin was kind of Humpty Dumpty putting myself back together again. I 
started practicing. Mom took me to Kripalu out in Western Mass and I practiced some meditation. I practiced some yoga and I was not really interested in either of those two most of my life. I was yeah. a very type A, go, me go. Too. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, I played basketball in college. I was not really interested in this, but I saw the results. Yeah. And once I saw the results, I was like, all right, yeah. Let me. Th this seems to be working. So let me keep doing this. And after practicing it personally for about five years on my own, I realized, okay, this could actually be a career path. And let me see if I can. And part of the reason I, f I focus in corporate wellness is because my goal is to help me, right. who I was, who didn't have the skills, the, the right. people in corporate America who need help, uh, which is pretty much everybody now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how we really have to get to that place of, and I hate to say broken, but we really have to almost deconstruct ourselves and what we think is the way we are supposed to be. We almost have to get that to the point of exhaustion, I mean, it, it, especially for us type A's. For us, go, go, drive, drive, push through, show up. Um, because I found that with myself as well. Like I really had to hit a place where, Literally, I thought I was having a stroke and I drove mm. myself to the hospital with tiny kids um, because I wasn't showing up for myself. I was so busy kind of looking for the next fight and looking for the next fire to put out that yeah. I forgot to take care of myself. And it was like I had friends, dear friend of mine, who kept trying to train me in Reiki and yoga. And I was like, OK, if I'm not I was an athlete, I played soccer. Um, if I'm not like profusely sweating and out of breath, it's not a workout. Like I can't do that. Totally. Right. And now I use yoga as a way, not like I call it fitness yoga and then yoga. For me, yoga is a mm -hmm. way to really connect to my body and connect to those messages and, and connect my breath to my body and tune in and really that mind, body, spirit piece. That's what I use yoga for now. And then I learned Reiki because my kids needed it. And I was like, okay, I'll, whatever, I'll do whatever. But it, it's amazing where we got to get to that place. And what you said about, you know, losing a job and then finding this is like incredible to me how often a door closes so another one can open because yeah. we'll be going down a path and the universe is like, uh-uh, this is not the right path for you. But we need to go through those things to experience so we can really feel what it feels like for it to be like, yes, this is actually it. This feels good. I'm actually happy. You know? <laughs> I know. Imagine that. Wow, what does that feel like? Yeah. I used to think, uh, this is an actual thought. I used to think happiness was for stupid people. <laughs> like, because, I mean, that tells you the degree of judgment that I was experiencing, wow. but uh, because I thought if you had the life I had, or you went through the experiences I went through, or you lived in the world like that you're not happy like the right. life is what is it hell is other people <laughs> right well so many people think life has to be hard again we're, we're we're trying to plow through life with these shoulds and these expectations that either we put on ourselves or other people put on ourselves but then we realize gosh why are there so many people unhappy or distracted, like they're, you know, especially now during COVID, I really feel like COVID-19 put us all, like pros and cons to it, but literally brought out a lot of stuff in people and brought out the, okay, not really happy in my life, whether it's I'm not happy with my job or the way that I'm doing my job, I'm not mm -hmm. happy with my relationship, I'm not happy with who my kids are and how you know my lifestyle is going. And it's like it took those distractions away. Mm -hmm. And we had to sit in our stuff and we had to really analyze and look at, okay, is this the life we want? It's, it's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It really, and from the, the corporate side too, working with my corporate clients, seeing where their mindset has changed too, that before it was like, okay, you know, it's a cool idea. This is a fun thing that we offer our employees and, and it looks good for onboarding. Like, Hey, our company offers this versus like, Oh shoot. No, this is critical to the health and well-being and the maintenance and the keeping of Absolutely. our employees. Like, 
it for the productivity and the mental health for people to show up. Absolutely. It's like I think about translating this to um, to schools and education. I mean, there's this big push for social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. However, it's checking a box. And if the adults in the world don't practice this, then they really can't expect kids to do it. Right. And it's hard when we can't show up for ourselves and be present for ourselves. How do we expect other people to show up? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's incredible. Well, good for you for doing this. So now, so that's your journey. And did you say you, you came is, is do it mindfully your company or is it a company you're working with? Yeah. Do you mindfully is, is my company. Um, yeah. The, the name is kind of sums me up, right? Do you mind fully? Like it's one part <laughs> mindfulness, one part sarcastic, smart, yeah first but yeah it's like that's that's it because for me mindfulness uh yoga wellness practices they felt really for me my experience was they felt really heavy-handed and it felt like well okay unless i'm willing to give up all this or change my whole life or live on an ashram and and you know become vegan and all these things that are wonderful but at the time it was like, yeah, I'm this like type A drinking 17 Diet Cokes a day type person in New York City. So trying to find a way in and like a crack in the door, which is, I'm not going to get to plugging my my book here, but that's a big part of writing the book. book. Yeah. That's, that's my methodology is like find a moment. It doesn't have to be an extreme life change. That's Cool. That's what you want, but like there are moments, and this is why I love mindfulness because it's not just the seated formal practice of meditation. It's can you take a bite where you're just totally present? Absolutely. Can you be with your kids without the phones and the TVs and everything, and just have a conversation? Yes. Like that's mindfulness too, right? These are many moments, many times. That's that's exactly what I teach my clients is mindful moments because it does seem so inaccessible when people say, well, you got to mind. People say, I can't meditate. I've tried. I can't. It is. It's hard to have that focused attention for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I mean, I'll be honest. I love yoga. I teach yoga. However, I'm about 45 minute to 60 minute yoga girl, an hour and a half, two hour yoga class. That's a lot for me. It's really hard for me to stay present because I do have a lot of demands on my time. And so mm-hmm. I found that for me, taking a minute here, two minute here, and it takes two minutes to reset your nervous system, two minutes to just reset that fight or flight response that we get and, and refocus and be present. And it's, it's practice. It is a practice because you have to practice it for yeah. it to start to work. And so those mindful moments, I love it. I knew you and I were in sync. It, it is. I mean, it's it's like real reality based, right? Yeah. It's got to be something that you can do realistically in your life for you to to stick with it. It's behavior change, right? And if you can't stick with it, if it doesn't make sense, I mean, I teach my husband who's a surgeon to literally step outside because he loves nature, but he gets so caught up and overwhelmed. Say, take a minute when you have a pause, or even if you if you find yourself in that stress. Step outside, turn your face up to the sun, and take five slow, deep breaths. And he yep. says he does that on a regular basis now, and it makes all the difference in the world. So I, I'm with you're giving, you. You're giving me an idea to tell my, you know, workaholic boyfriend, like, look at at least look out the window at the right. trees. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I, it was so beautiful out today. I took my dogs for a walk nearby, and I saw a bunch of people with their lunch sitting on a on a bench and like eating their lunch. And I'm like. That's so key. Just taking, doing what you need. So many people have said to me, my husband included, but a lot of friends are just like, I'm lacking motivation. Mm. I'm having trouble doing stuff. And I'm like, because we are forgetting to do things that bring us joy. We're Mm -hmm. forgetting to do things that fill our cup versus empty our cup. Because especially when you're givers, you're doers, you're constantly giving and giving but we forget that we actually have to give to ourselves in order to sustain ourselves. So we don't get burned out. Yeah. yeah. The, the oxygen mask on the airplane metaphor yes. is always, it's 
it's always the crucial one. And the the level of burnout that's that is accruing and has been building. I mean, we talk about fight or flight, right? And you're yeah. normally it's like, okay, something like goes up and it comes down and there's maybe a, a, a moment that's intense, like your husband, right? Okay, he's, mm -hmm. he's performing surgery that's really intense and then comes down. But for most of us, of course, the origin being like getting chased by a cyber tooth tiger or something, right. uh, saber tooth tiger. Mm -hmm. But the, these days, we, we are just constantly stressed, bombarded by yes. distraction, noise, Yep. social media, 24 hour news cycle, traffic, yep. whatever it is, this constant, oh, and like a pandemic, <laughs> you know, just, just oh, that, that yeah. add fuel to the fire. And so we're up here. And so instead of that, like, oh, you know, things go up, things go down. It's just up That's here, so which yep. is called chronic hyper arousal, right? Yeah. Which is not as sexy as it sounds. Nope. Nope. Not that kind of arousal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're just on like, you know, yeah. 10 the whole time. Right. Which, feels like you're running a marathon all day. It's no wonder. Yeah. When you get a moment, what do you, you don't want to do yoga. You just want to sleep. Just like, right. right. Exhausted. Of course. Yeah. Cause you've been running a marathon all day long. Yeah. And is that how you felt? Is that how your burnout went when you were working as a publicist? Is that how you felt as far as everything was a fire? Yeah. Everything was a five alarm fire, right? Yeah. Whether it was pitching a magazine or, you know, the, the NBA draft or, uh, getting a client's girlfriend a labradoodle. <laughs> you have to do that? Yeah. Really? Cinnamon colored. Cinnamon colored. Um, yeah. So, and look, it's it, I get it. It's client services. I'm not trying to knock it. But when right. everything feels that heightened and your job's quite literally on the line, if you can't yeah. meet those, those goals. Yeah. When right? finding a labradoodle is an emergency. Right. And yeah. look, I mean, we could all use a healthy dose of perspective in general in life. But at that time, I was 27 years old. And like I said, this was my dream job. And I just wanted to achieve and, and, right. and prove myself. And it was just so, so exhausting. And I remember I did actually try to go to a yoga class. And I had my phone on the whole time on the mm -hmm. corner of my mat. And the yoga teacher was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. This right. is not... <laughs> This is not how this works, right? Like, oh. yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I hear you, sister. So, you wrote this amazing book. I, <laughs> yeah, the uh, distraction detox. Yes the the distraction detox was born um, right after <laughs> right after the first presidential debate. And so, regardless of which side <laughs> you were on, most people walked away from that going. Oh, wow. Right. That was hundred percent. Like, wow, that's, those are our choices. <laughs> that was just awful. And so there was someone, uh, a couple of pundits who had called it like a, a dumpster fire train yeah. wreck or something yeah. like that. Pretty accurate. And, and, and so at the time I actually, the original name for this was the dumpster fire detox. Oh. And and then I was like, well, I work in corporate, so maybe I should call it something a little more more uh, you know appropriate. But but so non political, yeah. And and yeah. so I I wrote it at that time. I remember I remember it very vividly. I walked. My boyfriend works in advertising, and and I often bounce ideas off of him. And I just was like, what if I put together all the things that I know that have worked for me, that I've learned, that I've taught, that mm. have have helped me in my journey. What if I just put them all together and, and gave people a bunch of tools that they could have access to and made it in such a way that, like it's all the good stuff, but it's also, yeah. you can just kind of pick, take what you want, leave the rest, right? And And not this arduous, okay, do this, eight week or six month or two year. And it's not to say that we shouldn't invest time in our wellness. Those are important. But again, that, that idea of like, how do I reach the people who, who just, who have no time, but they might have maybe five minutes. Yeah. How do I help them so that there's yes. that crack in the door. And then that leads to maybe something else that maybe leads to something else that maybe leads yes. to something else. And and then they can be at least begin the journey. And my friend, my friend calls it snackable self-care. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
That's a great way to say. So you're, and it's this distracted detox, a self-care workbook. I love that. And I will tell you many of my um, audience, my, my clientele are moms. A lot of moms also that have kids with invisible disabilities mm. where self-care, it's like you say self-care, people roll their eyes like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, self-care. We all know right. we need self-care, but it's time. And I love Cheryl Richard. I think it's Cheryl Richardson said, time is a creative thing. Mm -hmm. To say you don't have time is to say it's not something you want to do. Right. So it's, it's the. I love the snackable because, and that's where the mindful moments for me came. It's everybody can carve out one, two, three, even five minutes to do something to take care of themselves. Even if, if that's just breathing, taking yeah. some breaths, yeah. right? So that snackable moments, and it is, it's whether you're in corporate or even the mom at home who has kids lying around and when you have a child with special needs or invisible disability, you are constantly getting distracted. You, it's very difficult for you to finish doing a task because you're constantly getting interrupted, more so than the average mom. So this is so beautiful, so key. And I love how in your you, you say, it's literally you do what you can. How, however, it's there for you to digest and absorb as you can, as you want, whenever in those snackable moments, like you said. Yeah. Awesome. So no, tell me I, yeah, I, the origin, I mean, or the, the outline rather of the book is a 30 day activity book, right? Like mm -hmm. each day, I feel like I just want to show people. It's like, yeah, I just want people to know, like there's pictures, right? This isn't, this isn't yeah. heavy reading, right? This yeah. isn't the arduous like thing. What's your favorite thing? Lots What's of give us a little, give um, us a little sample, like read something that you think is, sure, one of your sure. favorite things, if you don't mind. I yeah, love that. No, it is. To, it's a great gift too for a new mom. It, just for me to finish that thought. It, it, right I'm now, sorry. it's organized to to go in order. Like each day builds upon itself. But okay. the next iteration of this is is like a like a card deck where you just pick you pick something. So it's like okay, if I have this moment, I can just pick the thing and it can stand on its own. Because again, Beautiful. if if for what you were just saying, it's like if you're if you're um, a mom and you have two minutes that day, okay, you know maybe it's not going to be the mindful walk, but it might be the one minute breathing exercise. Great, yeah. right? Like find the thing that works. Right. So, exactly. um, all right. So one of the things that I uh, that I love is looking at detoxing the mind. So the first week, I use a, a lot of gardening metaphors in this. So there's like pulling the weeds, planting the seeds, yes, cultivating, yes, yes. letting it bloom. Yep. And so the first week is is clearing out the stuff first, because, the, you know, it's great to talk about adding self care, but sometimes you need to get rid of the, the junk that's in the yep. way, right? Yep. And so a lot of that, is, yes, yeah. exactly. So it's no first, you have to notice what's distracting you right yeah. and so one of the one of the exercises that I have in the first week it's called detoxing the mind and it's becoming aware of your inner monologue and the way I set it up is that you are the pages have of the prompt and then we have little the worksheet little, yeah. little worksheet there um, and the it's asking what is it that's that's the thought loop playing all day long? Pay attention, take a few moments, reflect on what are the complaints or or the, the mind junk, the inner critic we might talk about. Uh, there's somebody there, there's a voice there, and that voice is not often very kind. You know, it'd be wonderful if we had this like yeah. super supportive cheerleader. And some people do. I have met these people, these unicorns. God bless them. Right. But a lot of us have a voice that's going, well, you didn't do that thing and you should have done that thing. And why didn't you do that? Or, or it's pointing out at everybody else. I can't believe he said that. And why would he do that? And how come this, right? So right. it's just, or now you're not going to get this because you didn't do this. So that's out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Constantly gremlins in the head. Yes. Uh, all the time. There's a, one of my mentors often talks about when we, when we take mindful moments, he, he points out, you know, when you're in the shower, who else is in there with you? And what he does not mean is any sort of fun adult times. It's like, who are you fighting with? 
right? Yeah. Are you arguing with your boss, yeah. your spouse, yeah. your kids? Yeah. Like, can you enjoy the shower? Your only yeah. bit of alone time or are you just fighting with other people? Right. So in this exercise, the question is first to look at what are the thought loops that are there? Often we have uh, a, a few a few on the highlight reel that are just mm-hmm. like always oh, yeah. oh, there. Oh, right? yeah. The stories, yep. Yeah. And so then the question then is, is a reflection. Is this a fact or a belief? Yep. Right. Because yep. as, as someone smarter than me said, you know, the fact is you're sitting, standing or walking. Everything else is perception and interpretation. Absolutely. Huh. Right. Okay. So if I'm looking, if I have this thought asking myself, is this actually true? Do I have all the facts? Uh, an example I often use is uh, there was a wonderful story about somebody getting cut off uh, driving and the person is like furious that this, that they got cut off by this car that looks ridiculous and has this vanity plate and like they're rolling their eyes only to find out that this person is actually uh, plays Batman in a, in a child's hospital comes in and visits the kids. Right. And so this person was, was rushing to get to the hospital. So it's like, you don't know what's going on in the other car. Is the person's kid sick? Do they have a dog? Are they ill? Like we, but immediately you get cut off and you're like, you, so-and-so. Bleepity boop. Yep. So we don't have all the facts. We don't know everything. And when we're willing to believe that we don't know everything, yeah. Other possibilities open up, right? Absolutely. What if I believe the opposite were true? What if something else, information I don't have would let me feel a little bit better? Because right the moment you know, oh, that's a kid volunteering at a children's hospital, right? all of a sudden you're not angry anymore, right? You're like, right. Oh, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Exactly. Please let me pull over. By yeah. all means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it well, really it's just comes- the questioning. Exactly. Just that art of questioning something. Yeah. Is it true? Or like what, one of the questions I say is, is it true? Is it always true? Yeah. And then when is it not true? Yeah. And that just gets you to kind of go, oh, wait, it's not always true. That's Byron Katie's work. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just questioning and pausing and noticing to your point. Beautiful. And then the, the third part of it is, is a reframe. Yes. Right? Am I willing, especially when it's, when it's the talk towards ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's something like, uh, let's say it's something negative about your, your body, right. Or, yeah. or, you're, you know, you're always looking at that one thing, like, Oh, there's that wrinkle again. I'm just getting older. Right. Okay. Is, are we willing to say you something? in my shower today? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in the, I, I mean, in the pandemic, it's like all, all of those luxury fun things. I used to always have manicures. Like I never was without yeah. a manicure. And now I'm like, okay, these are just my nails. And, but so the reframe would be to ask ourselves, what is something kinder I might be able to say to myself? Mm-hmm. Is there another perspective I can take? So Beautiful. using the wrinkles, right? It's like, well, you know what? I've been, I've been laughing a lot. I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of my life smiling. And so, you know, the, my, my dimples might be creeping down my face, but that means I've spent a lot of my life smiling. Right. And, and that's a good thing. And so if yeah. I'm willing to change the tone, if I'm willing to, it doesn't have to be inauthentic. I don't right. want people to just be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to look in the mirror and go, yeah, you're beautiful. You're, I love you. Right. Like, right. no, but looking at that voice and say like, am I willing to just turn the volume down a little? Right. Can I bring it from a, a 10 to a five? Is there yeah. something maybe just neutral that I can just say? That's my face. Like, that's what it is. I don't have to love it. I don't have to hate it. I can just be in acceptance. That's my face. Right. That's my face. That's my face. Right. Because, I mean, really, it's so silly, but like. I'm going to say that. Not going backwards. So you want to just, do you really want to fight with yourself about how you look for the rest of your life? That doesn't sound enjoyable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's an exercise where for one, it brings awareness is to like, what are the conversations you're having with yourself? Chances are they're not very nice. You wouldn't say them to anybody else, especially anybody you love. And are you willing to take a different perspective? And if so, would you be willing to write down or reframe it in a way that's a little bit kinder or a little less judgmental? So, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's one. Uh, But again, just to the that, that one is a writing exercise. There's different things. There's movement exercises. There's mindful walking, mindful eating. There's 
yeah. uh, different breath awareness practices, a one minute breathing. I opened the yeah. book with a one minute breathing exercise. It's like, if you do nothing else, at least All right, try this. Yeah. So I saw that you have some guided meditations in there and yeah. how, what is the longest meditation you have? Uh, I've recorded a yoga nidra that's in there. So for anybody who doesn't know yoga nidra, the art of conscious relaxation, uh, that one is about 30 minutes, I believe. All so the rest of them digestible. Well, all the rest of them, I would say are anywhere from a minute to 15 minutes max. I tried yeah. to again, like have these very yeah. short hits right. and, um, so, so there's something no, matter what, time. Oh, yeah, no matter what kind of time you have. If you have time, you do the yoga nidra. If you don't have time, then you do the breathing. Yeah, yes. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The and and like that's how I stationed them. Right, the first session, the first day is this take five meditation of like take your hand five, place it over your heart, take five breaths in a count of five in and five out. Do that mm -hmm. five times. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's one minute. And as you said, two minutes resets your nervous system. Your hand on your heart supports us with regulating the nervous system, oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, all that. You, I mean, you know, placing a baby skin to skin right. contact, yeah. all that, the mammalian response that calms yeah. us down. So just a really yeah. simple gesture. You could do this on a Zoom call. Nobody has any idea what you're doing. You could, you know, right. just sit, yeah. sit lower. Nobody, nobody knows what's happening. And also putting your hand, touching your heart, your brings you back to your body because to your point, so often we're stuck in that mind. In fact, I remember some of my my most spun up times, my most distracted, overwhelmed warrior times were those moments where I felt like I was a warrior head, you know, cut off from my body. Because mm -hmm. um, if I felt, if I allowed myself to drop into my heart and feel, it was overwhelming. And I was like, I don't have time to crash right now right? Mm, so put, yeah. Putting your hand on your heart or on your chest, not only does it affect neurochemically, but it also helps you bring yourself back to your body and connect to your body, that mind-body experience. Yeah. Which is, I mean, so often that distraction, I see people that are just so in their head, so overthinking, whether it's positive or negative, or they're already on to the next step. They're mm -hmm. already projecting and thinking of the future and very distracting, very um, takes you away from being present in the here and now. And, yeah. and I, I talk to people about what do you have control over? You have control over yourself in the here and now. You can influence the future, but you can't control what's happening in the future, nor can you control outcomes. You can't change anything that's happened in the past. You only have control in the present moment. And Absolutely. that's, yeah. And well, there's um, so much joy in the present moment, yes. even in, right, even in these times, you could say, Lindsay, there's a pandemic, social justice issues, climate, the Ukraine, <laughs> like, yeah. there's so, yeah. there's so much, right? But like, again, Canada. yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not, yeah, I, I'm not on the front line. I can't. I can't argue with Putin. You know, I, I'm right. not on the board of Exxon. Like I, I don't have control over those, uh, over any of those things. And to get spun out is not going to help me, no. help anyone in my immediate circle. So there's, there's that, that like stepping back piece because I think often it comes from a place of responsibility. Like it's right. responsible of me to right. be upset about this. Right. But as we know, like from a brain perspective, in terms of what you have access to of your of your thinking, when you're triggered in that fight or flight, you don't have access to the cognitive skill set that you want to have. That's right. not you're you're just in no. the reptilian exactly. decision making, right? Shuts your logical brain off, right? Yeah. So you want to be able. So from a very practical standpoint, you want to be able to regulate the nervous system so you can make better decisions, better choices. But just if if you just ignored everything I just said right? That there's also, it's like you can hold both. It can be chaos out there. And also we can find really beautiful moments. What I, what the, um, the movie American Beauty, right? With the spinning plastic bag. And if you are younger than me and have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google it later. But, you know, <laughs> like the moments where I'm going to just tell the, the story that I've, I've told recently because it, it stands out. Last year, my father was really, really ill. Thank God he is 
pretty much fully recovered, but it was a, a series of a few months. It was just brutal for, for everyone. Uh, mom, dad, me, the, you know, it was just rough. And I remember this morning I was like taking all these phone calls from doctors and it was like phone call after phone call after phone call. And, and yet on the corner of 65th and third Avenue in Manhattan, I had the best Clementine I've ever had in my life. You know, like I had this Clementine, my client gave me this 95 year old woman who was just incredible, gave me this Clementine. I was peeling it. I'm like on the phone, I'm thinking and I'm worried and I'm like in the next thing and the next thing. And then I take a bite and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is incredible. And it, you know, it brought me back like, right. Okay. Let me enjoy this Clementine. I can get back to doctors and the phone calls and everything in the in the two minutes it'll take me to eat this like let me just enjoy right this moment yeah and then yeah. and then I because that's what allows me to go back and do it I can take that moment retreat in enjoy that fully be there then go back out right, right? those little moments of joy help fuel you for the things that maybe are the more mundane because it it like it like fills your well so then you can keep going yeah absolutely and so one of the things um that i know a lot of distractions like i was just doing a little research and they were saying that i don't know if you saw the the movie uh social dilemma but they were talking have you seen that documentary social dilemma? no oh yes i know of it have yeah. not have not seen it but yes yes well i mean it, it's it's Incredible. Now I have teenagers, I have older kids, and then I have my younger two are teenagers. And the phone is amazing to me. And so I was looking at some research and it was saying the average American checks their phone every 12 minutes, right upon waking. And so every, and I think mm -hmm. about that, like I was thinking about you at yoga, the phone and that social media, it creates an anxiety because we've got this FOMO, like we're going to miss out on something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My brother is, um, you know, he gets all spun up. He He's a, an educator and he gets all spun up because of the emails. And mm -hmm. as soon as he wakes up, he checks those emails. And I'm like, why, why are you checking the emails as soon as you get up? Mm -hmm. And so these are the kinds of things that I feel like pull us into that spin. You have the technology piece you have the thoughts, you have the distraction, future focused, mm -hmm. because we're constantly thinking about the next thing. I mean, I have, can't tell you how many friends of mine have to plan out. They're already talking about summer and planning out summer. And I'm like, can I get through this week first? <laughs> but I get it. I understand there needs to be some, but I see it. And I know you see it because you wrote this, this book. There are so many people that are not present in their life. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are the effects of that? What are, what are we seeing or what oh, do you think? Yeah. 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 Are the, are um, the, is the impact of that distraction? I mean, I know the research, I will tell you the research shows the, um, I was just looking at a couple of things um, like from a, from a safety perspective, driving fatal mm -hmm. crashes, 9% yep. of fatal crashes were from distracted drivers. Mm -hmm. Cell phones were 13% of, of causes of 13% of crashes and fatal, fatal car accidents. And then they were talking about um, that. I saw a study from the London Institute for Psychiatry. They were saying that when we are multitasking and we get distracted by cell, by emails or phone calls when we're working, it actually lowers our IQ and our ability to focus and concentrate by 10%. That's incredible. I'm going to take everything you just said. I'm going to put it like as the forward to my book. Quick little research that I did. They were saying the constant yeah. interruption. This is interesting. Constant interruption. These are all studies that I did a quick little Google search to kind of have some fun facts. The science as we're connecting the science to the intuition. But um, constant interruptions have the same impact on our brain as a loss of a single night's sleep. Hmm. So, so many of us are thinking that we can multitask and do so many things. I know the more balls I have in the air, the more likely I am to drop some. Yeah. And I had to learn to really pull back 
so I can fully be present in what I'm doing so I can do a good job at what I'm doing. Parenting, my work, right? If I'm, if I'm exercising, you know, I used to run sometimes listening to music or listening or, or um, even having conversations like Turk. And I'd be like, how present am I really when I'm doing that? I need to like my run, my exercise time needs to be my time to connect to myself, to my mind, my body and my spirit. That's my self-care time. There shouldn't be anything else going on. Right. So just out of curiosity, what are the things that you are seeing in the corporate world and with your clients that are the impact and why learning to detox from this distraction and really focus on self and be more present with yourself is so important? Well, I love that you just highlighted the data. I mean, there's tremendous data around uh, the different the different impacts. There's always one in New York every year. They talk about people who like are you know have their headphones on and walk in front of traffic, right? Oh, and, or and so on their phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's on their phone that walk. Yeah. I'm seeing the delivery guys, you know, biking down the New York City streets on their phone. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Uh, I worked trauma at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Oh, then yeah. We would have those delivery guys often. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine what. So yeah, you, uh, so you know, those, those, uh, very clear uh, results, but I think yeah. the the smaller ones, like so, most people will probably listen to this and go, "Well, yeah, I'm not an idiot, right?" And then they right. then they push it to the side. It's to me, it's the more uh, the small kind of like death by a thousand cuts, where you know you you're you don't know where you left your keys, right? Yeah. You don't remember where anything is. You can't remember what day it is. Did you send the email, right? Is it, is, is Tommy's thing due tomorrow or next week, right? Like, because when, when Tommy told you, you were like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, right? Like I get Uh arguments about that all the time because people are like, no, 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 I'm listening. I'm like, you're really not. Your brain can't actually absorb long-term what I'm saying if you're thinking of something else, right? We've seen the studies around multitasking not actually being more effective or more efficient. We're just like doing everything less, we're just doing a lot of things less well. Right, exactly. (laughs) And the the other piece, again, using actually kind of like the phone as as the analogy here is, is when we stop doing things, like we are constantly looking at like, oh, if I'm waiting in line at the checkout, I'm going to send this, this email. I'm going to make sure I get this email. So I'll just take care of it now. Right. Instead of just being in the checkout line because the checkout line is boring and who cares and why would I want to be present in the checkout line? That's not exciting. It's not a beach in Jamaica, but the problem is our brains like our phones need the updating, need the downloading, need processing speed. And they need that time to recalibrate, reset, pull in the information we've taken in all day, reset so that we can go back out. If we are filling the entire day with doing, 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 there's no time for the brain to to integrate and process, which is why so many of my clients go, you know, I go to bed at night and as soon as I put my head on the pillow, it's just like, yeah, right. Like, well, yeah, because your brain never got a break to just Right. Take that in. You'd let your phone charge and and like you hit Wi-Fi and all of a sudden it, it's like, oh, updating, 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 updating. But you don't do the same for yourself. Right. right? So right. taking those moments in the checkout line, taking the moment in the shower, taking a moment here and there to just be in the non-doing. Yes. Allows us to actually do the other things better. Right. Right. Or to remember, oh, when I came home, I put my keys here and I put, you know, my my bag there. Oh, I remember I grabbed this thing because I was present for it. The simple things, Um, even just bringing mindful attention to. So here's a little stat. um, Bringing mindful attention to uh, cleaning actually helps us yay uh actually helps us to burn more calories to decrease our blood pressure and basically all metrics that were measured there's been studies and tests around um people who work in the cleaning industry when they are told 
what the calorie count and what the impact is of their activities. So like, let's say uh, vacuuming 125 calories an hour or making a bed 40 calories an hour, when it was posted on the wall, they didn't have to change anything. They didn't like take more shifts or change their diet, just knowing that their activity had impact. And then thus, like, as they're doing it, they're like, oh, this has impact. Mm -hmm. All of their biometric markers improved. Yeah. Oh, right. They lost wow. weight, their blood pressure decreased. And so it wasn't like, oh, they all sat in meditation for 20 minutes. No, they just had mindful awareness that as I'm vacuuming, oh, there's an impact here. Oh, as I make my bed, right? I'm I'm reaching out. I can feel my tricep muscle. I feel my my core muscles engage as I pull the sheet back, right? Like we're more connected to what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that had the impact. So, yes. so paying attention has benefit. Just point yeah. blank period. <laughs> yeah. Well, and let's talk about what's the benefit to your relationships. I know that being present. Like for me, I don't know, we talk about love languages, right? And for me, quality time is my love language. So I know that giving my children full attention is important to them. It doesn't even need to be like for we go for an outing and I'm playing with them or, or I'm doing something where I'm solely focused on them. It's just giving them my presence, my full attention. Yeah. So they know you're important. Yeah. I hear you. I see you. So, so often I see with relationships, I can't tell you how many times I've been at, at a restaurant and I see families, they're all on devices. Exactly. Even adults at dinner. I mean, that's a pet peeve of mine with my husband when he pulls out his phone or he checks because he gets that ding. Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I have to check that right away. And what we are doing, I feel like when we are doing things like that, we are sending the message of, you're not as important as this is. Right. Which isn't true. And I know that's not what our intention is, but we get so distracted by things. And the grand scheme, to your point, as far as asking a question, flipping that script to be like, is this important? Like, is this something that if I don't check this right now? Now, I have a rule when I'm out with friends and my kids are doing something or traveling or somewhere, I will tell them right off the bat, I'm just going to glance at my phone a couple of times. I just, I'm expecting a text from my son to tell me that he's there. But mm -hmm. other than that, my phone does not come out of my bag, my pocket when yeah. I am supposed to be having a nice lunch or something with, with a friend of mine. So relationships, how does detoxing from distraction help with relationships and the connection that we have? You just hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's communicating to people you matter, right? Your presence matters. I'm interested. There's no place else I'd rather be that I want to hear what you say. That I'm not just waiting for you to be done talking so I can launch into what mm -hmm. I say. Like I'm actually engaged in this as a discourse. But I think everyone in their life has felt when they're speaking to somebody and whether they had a phone or not, they just checked out. Right. right? Their eyes glazed over. You right. can like almost see the wheels turning in their head. Yeah. They're thinking about, you know, yeah. ice cream later, whatever. Right. right. We all had that and we know how that feels. Yep. Right. And so when we are talking with someone and we're looking at the phone or watching the TV or doing both while, you know, sitting, sitting at the, the breakfast counter, right? Like, okay, you know, the TV's on in the background. I got my phone, I'm drinking my coffee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like that right. does not communicate. I value this interaction. Right? Right. I'll so say to my husband sometimes, do me a favor and just let me know if you're distracted by something or if there's something that's on your mind and I'm trying to talk to you, just tell me, give me a minute to finish this and then I'm all yours, but then give me that time. Right. And I'll say that to my kids. I'm in the middle of doing this. I want to give you my attention. Give me five minutes to finish this and then I'm all yours. Yeah. And that's, that's it, right? Communication being yeah. so key too, because often we feel like, well, I have to do all of these things. So I'm just going to try to do them all at once and because I'm so spread thin and I can't drop any of the balls you talked about, you know, like yes. the balls are going to drop. Yeah. But it, 
we we talk the, I think these are things we know the quality versus quantity so I was yeah. in in between launching this job uh, this career and the public the publicity I was uh, a nanny and assistant for the actress Mariska Hargitay of Law and Order fame oh. and uh, heard of her <laughs> yeah right right yeah, yeah. no reveal yeah. she is incredible and yeah. the the thing that I really I learned so many lessons I actually have a different story about her in the book like I I could write an actual book about all the things I learned from her but yeah. one of the things that I really took away was the way she was a present parent now yeah. she works six days a week crazy hours her schedule mm -hmm. was bonkers right and she had three young children and there was not a doubt in my mind nor theirs how much she loved them now yeah. it was not measured by the duration or the quantity right. of time because she, right. like she's on set she's working right. night days weekends whatever it is but when she was with them all there Right, yeah. totally present. Whether it yeah. was five minutes between call times, whether it was, hey, just bring them to the set so I can like sniff them. <laughs> you know, like, really, just just right. that we know what kids yeah. smell like. They smell so good. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. the, sometimes they smell good. I have four boys. They don't smell so good. But go right. ahead. So these, were, they, these were like they were eighteen. Yeah, months, yeah, you know, that they age. smelled good when they were babies. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but yeah, I take your point. But just that. Uh, you know, there was that moment of like connection yes. and quality over it that she she never was ashamed of. Hey, I'm a powerful working woman. I am showing my kids what that looks like, how empowering yeah. that is to see this rock star woman who's not just a fantastic actress, but a director, an advocate, uh, runs yeah. a foundation, right? Like the, the, um, the rape kit backlog. She's worked with all sorts of... Um, uh, policies and she's an amazing human yeah and also a present parent wow a present parent yeah. and, and one thing I also noticed is you know for them uh not having the tv on all the time yeah. they only had tv in select rooms and was yeah. very very controlled and measured in those yeah. in, the, in the usage of it yeah that's great this is awesome Lindsay and so this book I do have a link on this um there is a link to getting this book, oh, which is Distracted Detox, and it is 30 Days of Self-Care Workbook. Um, well, as, as we end, I'd love to just highlight, what would you say um, your kind of top five tips for detoxing from distraction and being more present would be? We've talked about breath. We talked about putting your hand on and like that connection. We talked about just putting putting your your phone and and things away just for little little moments those snackable moments what else would you say one of the things you highlighted uh people immediately upon awakening looking at their phones mm. if you can build in my my meditation teacher taught me rpm rise p meditate yeah <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah. If or take can, a mindful moment yeah, in the morning before you turn that phone on. Yeah. Before you look at the phone, before yes. you become in that reactive state, because at that point your brain waves are a little different yeah. upon awakening, right? Yeah. So it, whether it's it's taking a few breaths, whether it's a little mindful movement practice, whether uh, some people like to do a little free writing, yeah. something yeah. just to start the day that's yours, just yeah. for you, before the kids, before the dog, before work, just yes. something yes. for you. Is it can really be transformational to get the day started in a way where you just don't automatically feel like that that it's draining and taking from you from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Yeah, right. I would rather do that before bed too. I was just say your day and end your day that way. Absolutely, yeah. I like to I book like in journal, brain dump to get yeah. all that to kind of start that, you know, that download and download. Yeah. So I'm not doing it in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and waking up with this download yeah right. absolutely yeah. You, you'll have a lot easier time trying to meditate if you actually let that other stuff out at some yes. point yes yes it has to go somewhere but so the other piece i would say is a, a huge component of what is a thread throughout this book and what has saved my butt the last two years is 
is the lens of self-compassion. So that whatever you are doing, if it is through that lens of how would I talk to a friend? How would I talk to a loved one? Can I offer myself that tone of voice, that word choice, that encouragement, like the way that we speak to ourselves is brutal and, and it is debilitating. So just that shift can also really help us feel better in a tangible way because I mean, who wants to hear someone just calling out all of your flaws and missteps all day long. Can you imagine if there was like a sports announcer who was just like, eh, she screwed up again, folks. There she goes, the worst parent ever. Like all day long? Yeah. But if we can meet that, then it allows right. us to meet the challenges with that expectation of like, I'm human. Right, okay? exactly. It's okay to, to be upset. It's okay to be angry. I don't right. float among the the clouds, like, oh, I never have a feeling of anger or hurt or anxiety. Like, right. Of course I do. I like to say, let those feelings wash over you like a wave, but don't attach to them. Don't, don't give them a home and let them, you know, don't build them a cozy home. Let them come and let them go, but don't attach to them because we do, we attach to those feelings and emotions and then be, they become I am's instead of I feels. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The language choice being so important. I'm feeling anxious versus I am anxious. anxious. Exactly. Right. Then you're exactly. communicating. It's something that that is here and it can go. Yes. Right? Feeling goes. Not. It doesn't define you. I'm Lindsay. I'm not anxious. Like it seems silly, but right. right? It's, it's what we're right. communicating. Right. So I'm experiencing anxiety right now. Okay. Great. And at yes. other times, I'm experiencing joy. Great. Right. Transient states. Right. Um, So yeah, that's the, and I think the other piece is really the very simplest, simplest thing. Thich Nhat Hanh talked about it so much, rest in peace. It's such a wonderful teacher who informed so much of my practice, but like whatever you're doing, do that. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. If you're eating, eat. If you're walking, Walk, if you're showering, be in the shower. Enjoy the temperature and the smell and the textures and the fancy soap that you bought, right? Like hot water isn't a given for everyone in the world. Like enjoy that while you're there. The food you're having, again, not always a given to look at it and go, wow, look at these colors and the aromas and the flavors and the fact that I have food on my plate. What a gift, right? Like whatever it is that you're doing, be there. That's amazing. That's a great place. Those are great digestible, snackable things that people can do and just start to implement. One tiny change, one moment every day will absolutely make a difference in your life. Thank you, Lindsay, for being here. How can people connect with you? Yes. Uh, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. I could do this for another three hours. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is, exactly. I love this. Uh, the, uh, the website is doyoumindfully.com and uh, on Instagram and Facebook and uh, TikTok. Just recently joined TikTok Ooh. and I've been doing actually um, videos that correlate, free videos that correlate with each day of the book on TikTok. So all of those are at Do You Mindfully on on those social platforms. And uh, yeah, please the reach out if you liked it. If you have feedback, if there's questions, come here. Awesome, wonderful. And can people access the book from your website or? Yes, I do have the link in here, but in case you don't see the link and you're just listening to this, you can go to doyoumindfully.com and access the link to this um, yep. distraction detox. Yes. Yep. It's in the the shop tab. So we have uh, a hard, the, uh, the workbook, and then we also have a, a digital copy. Uh, so an ebook version. So each, each of them includes meditations and printables and, uh, different bonuses that are downloadable files for you to keep. And uh, like I said, hopefully other iterations of like a card deck coming coming soon. Love that. That's great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the Grounded Awakening. And I look forward to seeing where you go and what else you have. And we'll have you back on. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you and uh, and your husband do out there, keeping us all safe and healthy. And uh, thank you for this, this platform. What a beautiful space to be in. So thank you for creating this. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, stay tuned because we will have another episode of The Grounded Awakening in, coming up. And in the meantime, just keep connecting, keep trying to keep your feet on the ground where you reach for the sky. Be well, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.